Good morning, afternoon, good evening. Well, I don't know your live sugars. Wherever your time of day you're listening, good whatever. This is Maddie. How are you? I hope the week is going well. It is show 73 with Mark Asquith, who I met in Chicago. And I'll be honest, he's British. And I just like to hear him talk. And then we got drunk and we sang karaoke. And he has a cute butt and... Let's be honest. I asked him for, to be on the show for the reason that I ask everybody because I just I have a crush on them. But also, he is a podcaster. He's now more of a Facebook Live person. So Mark Asquith, his website is Excellence Expected. So that's Excellence Dash actually Expected. So Excellence Dash Expected dot com. It's in the show notes. But he's he's a business coach and he's a and he's a he did a podcast that was a lot about um, uh, just it was about starting a business and creating content but I see I feel I feel redundant when I'm saying that because there's a lot of podcasters who do that who are, are kind of shitty at it and that's not mark at all like I've actually bought purchased downloaded some of his materials to help me with my own podcasting to help me with marketing myself so I'm not even going to pretend to know to talk about that kind of stuff but I will say he's a super intelligent guy and what I like about him is in on his website it's actually very much action oriented so if you're like you're a mom with a side business you're a blogger that you want to get more listen you know get more readers or you're starting a podcast yourself or you have like your i don't know selling cupcakes from your home you just want to learn how to market that mark is a great 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 resource for that so go to his website for that also he started podcasting because of dc comics so You know we're talking about some Wonder Woman. So get your shit ready, sugars. But yeah, this is a great show. Great guy. I felt like literally I just wanted to be in like a little British pub and having some some beers. And then we're talking about shrimp on the Barbie on the Thames River. And that's Australian. and, And then we just, you know, play a game of strip poker. And he shows me his crown jewels. Doesn't that sound like a night you want to go to? That's for me. Anyway, enjoy. Yep, I think we're going what? what? Hello, everybody. It's a podcast. Welcome to the Dear Maddie Show. We're excited because we've got someone today from over the pond, Mark Asquith, in the house tonight or today. How are you? I am good, sir. I'm good. And I am really English. Anytime I talk to you, I feel really English. Oh, it's like I have such a mental boner right now. Um, do you now? Did I say your last name right? Is there a British way? Like, I, is it Asquith or is it like Rafe instead of Ralph? Did I say it wrong? Oh no, it, it really is that plain and uh, dull. No, it is Asquith. I used to get picked on at school actually for having a quiff on my ass um, with the word Asquith. So yeah, that's how I always tell people to pronounce it. <laughs> is a quiff? Is that I don't? Is that like a? Does that mean something? A quiff? I don't know what that means. That's just the Elvis quiff, you know, the Elvis fringe. It's the oh. classic uh, haircut. Yeah, I got a lot of ribbon at school for that. Now, where do you actually live in England? So I live in the north of England. I'm from from a little mining town called Barnsley, um, and I've lived around. I lived down near Brighton, towards Brighton, in a little place called Crawley, and um, then I lived in London for a while. But now I live back again in Barnsley, so it's just really kind of weird little mining town right in the north of England. I wonder, is that one of those towns I, what was it? I saw last year, um, or was it two years ago? There was a really great independent movie called Pride. 
and it was about the relationship between the gay rights movement of the 60s and 70s and the miners in northern England. Yeah, that sounds about right. That um, Where was that set? I feel like that was set kind of like maybe like Manchester way. I don't really know. Um, let me just it was a fantastic it. film. I highly recommend it. It was very, very, very good. I'm pretty um, curious very, about that. It, it feels like it's like the miners was, was very much a, a northern thing and, and like a Welsh thing. So it's probably set around there. And that, like, I imagine that's a really good film because that generation was, uh, you know, they had some very strong opinions on a lot of stuff that were just wrong. Um, so I bet that was a that was an interesting one. It was great. It was very it was really fucking funny. It was really funny, which I appreciated. So um, but anyway, um, we've got you guys, Mark and I will try to stay on task. But so first of all, Mark is a podcast. Oh, you're not even I feel like a podcast host. I feel like you are a true like m- podcast entrepreneur mogul. That's what I feel like with you because you're just you're on it, sugar. More like probably entrepreneur, podcaster, mongrel as opposed to uh, <laughs> mogul. I feel like that feels more like me. No, I'm kind of just, I started podcasting and I know we're going to get to this. I started podcasting because of comics. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh, a, yeah. really? Then we're totally, because the podcast is called Excellence Expected. It's small business action, define, challenge, conquer. So, so now you have to tell me a story. How did you get from reading comics to a, biz, a business podcast, which you've done other You've you've done other I believe you've done other podcasts as well, correct? Or maybe I'm wrong. But I no, I've kind have. of been about a bit. I've kind of been about a bit, and I've done all sorts of random things. Um, with the, I'm I'm in talks with Hanny Moore, actually, simple podcast press guy, to do a uh, another show called Why Isn't It Shit, where basically people just tell us why the thing that they're trying to get you to buy or the thing that they're trying to convince <laughs> you on is just not shit. Um, <laughs> That's so amazing. I feel like that's certainly not a mogul. Like I don't sit there <laughs> thinking to myself, do you know what? I'm going to think of a cool idea for a really smart podcast. It's just like, hey, Annie, let's get some tequila and talk about shit that's not shit. <laughs> well, and that's actually when I felt like I bonded with you because we were at Podcast Movement in Chicago. And uh, I remember us both being quite drunk and singing a lot of karaoke. Oh, that was so much fun. Was that was so much fun. Do you know the uh, the irony of that is that I was speaking the next day, which is how we met actually sort of you know, formally, um, we were, we were, you were, you were comparing, you were sitting in the MC and, and because of the karaoke, I completely lost my voice. Yeah, me too. So I, I was like pretty much bricking it thinking, oh shit, I'm on a panel and I've got to do this talk and I actually cannot speak. I spoke to like nine people that morning and I was just like, listen guys, I'm, I need to go and sit in a corner because this is not happening. <laughs> Well, so but you made it through. You made it through, and you were you were quite the success. Quite the. I feel like anytime I tell anybody that for that I met from podcast movement, I'm saying, "Oh, I had Mark, or I'm going to have Mark on the show," and they're like, "Oh, Mark," and everybody. I feel like you had a connection with everybody because at least everybody I've talked to, it feels like they they're they're friends with you. They're probably just like you mean the English guy that swears too much. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I know that guy. We, well, you can swear on this show, so go ahead. But okay, so tell me, so how did you like? Because yes, you and I—I I recently discovered that we're going to talk about DC Comics Rebirth. So um, just buckle in. Sorry if you're not a comic nerd. Well, fuck off. It's my show. We're going to talk about <laughs> comics. So, <laughs> but um, but so no. Um, so yeah, how did you? How did how did you get in? Because I'm always asking like people like what are they passionate about? And so what kind of ignited your passion with this? So I'm, I'm, I'm just generally a geek. Like I'm looking, I'm sat here looking around my little studio. I'm looking at Batman comics and posters, Green Lantern. I've got Flash, got Justice League. I've got all that good stuff. 
And um, obviously, being a, a, a DC guy, you'll you remember like the New Fifty Two, like five years ago when they, they revamped everything yeah. up. So that was for me. That was like a holy shit! I've got an iPad, and now I can get comics on my iPad. It's amazing. It blew my mind. I was like, wait a minute, I could probably read comics again, and no one needs to see me carrying the brown bags home. <laughs> I can do what I want now. This is liberating. <laughs> it's like when you have online porn. You're like, oh, it's so much easier. Yeah, finally, I don't have to go and browse for the right size. Jeez, you know. That's, geez. So now I like I get back into these comics, and then a guy that I know on Twitter, Gaz Aylett, he um he says to me, we should start a blog. I was like, all right, yeah, blogs, they're cool. And uh, so we started a blog called Two Shots to the Head, which we ran for about two or three years. And then he said to me, do you want to do a podcast? <laughs> I was like, no, you idiot. <laughs> Why the hell would I want to do a podcast? It's not 2006. Like, no, give over. And then he convinced me. He was like, no, come on, we'll just record one. You can talk about whatever you want. And we did. We recorded it. And we talked about, um, I think we talked about, like, the merits of Kyle Rayner versus Hal Jordan as a Green Lantern. And oh, yeah. I was just like, wait a second. I can just say anything that I want. This is awesome. And it's recorded like I'm a professional so kind of, I could probably tell people that I'm into media and shit. So like it could probably work out in three or four different ways for me. And then I just got pretty addicted to it, talking about comics. So that was like back when the New 52 started. Oh, and wow. Yeah, it was a long time ago. And then I just kind of got addicted to it ever since because I'm pretty outspoken. I'm a pretty, like I'm a bit of a mouthy guy um, and I'm pretty straight talking. And then because I am like that and because I've, I've had businesses for for a long time, I, I realized like people were just asking me questions and I thought, wait a second, I should probably record these because I'm a little bit lazy to do blogging. So <laughs> I should really just record them and put them out online. And then I thought to myself, even better, I went on holiday. I like did a week thinking about things and uh, I thought oh, I'll do an interview podcast in business. No one's doing that. And came back and obviously everyone's doing it. So like, oh shit, what do I do now? <laughs> um, so that's kind of a really poxmarked history of my my podcasting but it all it all does stem from from batman number one um in 2011 which is so like i love that because i'm such a geek i'm like yeah now i do bitness through comics pictures that's well i think that's such a great example of you never just follow a passion and at least even it's not about even making money from it or it's about just if it makes you happy and and it makes you feel like you're doing something that is fun in the world and that it connects with people, just do it and follow that and keep following it and see and let it kind of guide you as well. Because I think a lot of us, so many people that talk about success stories, I, at least from my experience, you've been interviewed a lot of more experts, uh, especially with business than I have, but um, they, very few people I feel like have said, this is exactly what I'm going to be doing 20 years from now. And it's exactly what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to, I'm going to work the plan. The plan's going to work. And that's exactly what's going to happen. I feel like that's, that's sometimes happens, but I feel like that's a very, um, that's the minority of stories that we hear. I don't know if you find that true. Oh, completely. I, I've just, it's really weird. This actually, as we're recording this, I'm doing a Facebook live session today on, um, like the whole glamorous world of, of the word pivot. You know, when people say in business, oh, you're going to do a pivot or I pivoted to this. And the the first opening kind of gambit in that, it's a big old article. It's like 4,000 words, which kills me. But the first part of it is, listen, like everything that I've done has been a completely serendipitous kind of change of plan. Everything, every different step that I've taken in life and, and in business has been kind of 
opportunistic, like kind of accidental, but with a little bit of good fortune in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I totally agree. I mean, you never know what's around the corner because I think you've got to kind of have, the, have this open mind. A lot of people worry about too much shit that doesn't matter. And I think if you just if you've got a bit more of an open mind, like really cool things happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I one one million percent agree. I'm also interested too. I mean, we're gonna get it because I saved. We got three questions today, so but I personally saved um, two of them. Actually, are about business stuff. So kind of, and then one is very different. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to ask. So in doing excellence expected, which is definitely working. You know, I, I, what I do like about your show is that um, my boyfriend's really into business entrepreneur shows. So honestly, I'll be one hundred percent honest. Like I didn't have a strong connection to them like i went up to pat flynn at podcast moving who if your listeners don't know he's like one of the biggest business people and i just honestly said to him i said i don't really know who you are but my boyfriend's obsessed with you and i have to take a picture with you and i think he appreciated that i was totally honest like you seem awesome i'm sorry i don't you know but i'm just and um but we ended up having a really great conversation i've since have listened show it's a great show but but still a lot of business stuff focused on like People I feel like, like I like Grant Cardone and things like that, but they're people that are making millions, billions of dollars. And so what, why small business? What made you go that direction? Because I live in a really small town and there isn't any big business. (laughs) (laughs) So necessity. (laughs) Yeah, well, to be honest, yeah, it is that. It was that to start with. Like if you listen to the early parts of the show, um, they're all guys that I know, so I've got like this mobile recording rig, and I'm like, oh, I'll call my man Keith and just give him a call, see if he wants to chat shit on a on a podcast. And he was like, you know, what's a podcast? And I was like, it doesn't matter, talk to the microphone. <laughs> and that's all I did for like ten episodes. Then I started attracting bigger people, you know, right up to like Chris Brogan and Guy Kawasaki and all sorts of people. But the reason that I focused on small business was because it's just like it's just me. It's it's like that's what I do, small business, and mm. that's what I like. I like creating these little things, these little ideas that that help actual real life people. And all the people that ask me questions are just small business owners. Um, it's the arena that I know the most, and it makes up like all of the economy is small business, especially in the UK. So it was kind of a no brainer for me. I didn't want to be one of those guys that kind of reads textbooks and just quotes verbatim what I read and, you know, kind of have this fake knowledge. It was it was just like, look, here's all the crap that's happening to me every single day. So I may as well kind of record this. And if I learn how to get over this myself in the process, well, that's a fucking win, you know? So yeah. it was that, that was the big catalyst for it. It was this idea that, well, other people are doing the things that I'm doing and cocking up the same things that I'm cocking up. So why not just speak directly to the guys that I already talked to? Um, so there was no grand master plan. There was nothing <laughs> like, it's not like, Oh, there's a niche. Let's do some maths on it. It was just, mm-hmm. well, this is kind of what I know. So let's just do that. It's what you're interested in. And I think too, like you do a good job of, again, of being, like you said, there's this weird thing of podcasting where anybody can immediately become an expert and say they're an expert. And like you said, start quoting stuff. And um, I mean, I find this a lot with, cause you know, I'm a therapist. And so I find this a lot. I met, many podcasters that are doing like self-help or like (coughs) pardon me i got choked i got choked sorry they're doing like self-help or that type of um inspirational podcast and then when i talk to them they're 
they're not in their their life's a complete shit. Like they don't have their shit together. And I'm kind of like, I I think you need to give this advice to yourself, you know. And then some people I met that are like really legit. Um, but I think with pocket, what I like what you do, and I try to do this as well, is that. I know some things, but I feel like we don't say we know everything. It's really about we're just we're just trying to figure this out as long as well as our audience, you know. Oh yeah, for sure, and that's that's like one of the funny things that I always that I always kind of wanted to stay away from in business. By the way, if you can hear my dog barking, he's going fucking crazy. Oh, the post, man. that's a so no, please. My boyfriend walks in the middle of the show. My dog. It's this is real life, Mark Asquith. You don't filter that shit. It's fine. Oh, that's good. Well, see, I don't edit either. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I record and publish. I never fucking edit. I hate editing. I just put it up there, and that's it. I never know, because the, like you've got one of these cool microphones. Like, I'm not a tech head, so I'm like, oh, I've got this Rode, Rode microphone. Um, whatever it is, like a Procaster. I'm like, what does this pick up? Like, how far can I walk away from this before <laughs> doing shit that I don't want on camera or on, on on recordings? So I never know if the dog's going mental and it's it's been recorded. or What kind of dog do you have? Oh, he's, he's this big, giant Akita Mastiff and Alsatian cross, um, like this big white thing. And we call him Pete because it's a human name and it's funny. So we just put all that together and he's just this big mess of oh, dog. That's my grandfather's name was Pete. Was it really? It, well, his last name was Peterson, but everybody called him Pete. So when he was working on the railroad, he kind of got that name and it just stuck. Oh, that's awesome. I love things like that. Do you know what I, that always baffles me is I've got... Um, so my granddad, his, his name was Reuben, and he, he, like, everyone called him Rube. So now you've got all these little offspring, grandchildren and great-grandchildren, like Rubies and Rubens, and, you know, you've got all these different offshoots of this one little nickname. I think that's wow. so cool in uh, in families. I think little things like that are really awesome. Um, what were we talking about? I love it. Sorry, GDD, Mark. I'll get up. We were talking about your dog. But oh, then yeah, we're, the dog. We were also talking about, um, we are talking about why small business, and you were talking about how you just, and I mentioned how, like, I feel like you and I both, we don't want to be the expert per se. We really want to kind of discover and we're just interested in conversations that we, you know, that would be hopefully helpful to people and us. Yeah, definitely. And people, people see through crap, like people aren't stupid. That's one of the funny things that, um, you know, when like, like we live in this golden age of entrepreneurship and entrepreneurialism is like a celebrated trait in, in people now, which is brilliant. And, but then everyone kind of wants everything too quickly. So you do, you get these self-professed ep- experts that have just, you know, they've read Think and Grow Rich, they've read a couple more books, and they're just like, aha, now I'm going to do some blogging, and, and, and I'm going to try and sell stuff really quickly to people, and it just feels really inauthentic, and that's the one of the things that I didn't want to do, like, I'm not a very, I, I, despite how I come across, like, I'm not a very confident person, I'm quite introverted, even though I don't really appear that way, and I'm, I'm always second-guessing myself, so even to paint myself as someone that might possibly know a little bit about something, that's still pretty uncomfortable to me. So, like, the thought of pitching yourself as an expert, holy shit, that scares the crap out of me. Well, you're going to be great for the first question. You're also, though, I, that's so... <clears throat> I mean, I get introvertism, but with you being... But, Mark, you're so handsome. You, <laughs> you, I feel like everybody would want to talk to you. You have an amazing butt, too. I said it. I looked. I oh, you know, out. I need to do more squats for that shit, actually. I've no, got a friend looks, in there. It, it looked good to me in Chicago, sugar. Whatever you were doing... It's working. I was, I was, that was, that was from all the carrying that weekend of all the merchandise. That's all it can be. It must have gone straight <laughs> to the glutes. <laughs> that must be it. Now, um, are, so are you watching, I'm just want to, cause I'm interested. Are you into the Olympics at all or anything like that? Is that, that British diving team, holy shit. 
Yeah, those guys are pretty solid. I um, I've not seen much of Rio because like I'm lazy. But then I do. I remember Tom Daly like being kick ass at tw- in 2012 in London. Um, and then he just and won the- bronze. Oh, did he? Oh, my oh, he did. He just won bronze with synchronous. And I'm telling you, his his swimming partner is even cuter than Tom Daly. I'm like, how the fuck did this happen? Because I That's remember. Impossible. No, I remember four years ago feeling very uncomfortable that I was that attracted to basically a boy because he was like <laughs> 19 years old and I'm like 34, but I was like, oh my gosh. And then, of course, now he's dating what, um, oh, the gay screenwriter, Daniel, uh, the guy who wrote Milk. I'm blanking. But anyway, that guy's like 42. So, um, which is Oh, you feel better then. That's good for you. That's I good. Do, yeah, I do feel better. So, but... um. It's good. You should catch up. Now, let's... Okay. We are going to get to questions, people, but I'm sorry. Let's talk about Rebirth. You might be more caught up than me. I'm fully not. I, um, I'm i probably like a week or two behind. So, um, But so, for, I'm going to let you explain this because you actually had a... But to explain to people what is happening in DC Comics Rebirth. Well, I'm kind of a little bit behind as well, so I'll kind of get as far as I've got. Um, okay. So, the, the big kind of premise was... 2011, New 52 relaunched um, through what what we believed was the fault of Barry Allen, the Flash running back, changing time, doing some crazy shit, and reformatting a universe. Um, which was called was a, Flashpoint. Yes, which is the second season of The Flash now, isn't it? Third season the of The third Flash. season, and it looks so good. And my one of my best friends works on that show, um, and they're like, they're like, oh my God, get ready. It's just oh, like, that, you watch that show, right? Oh, yeah. It's so good. It's such a good show. Uh, when I met Kevin Smith as well at Podcast Movement, I was just like, well, this is like instant. It's not. This is not even, even like a mental or metaphorical burner. Like this is just happening next to Kevin Smith. This is just unbelievable because he did the Speed Force episode in The Flash. And I was like, okay, is- I wonder how many, because I brought that up to him as well. <sighs> we are meant to be best friends, Mark. I was loving it. I was like, Kevin, you changed my life. I know. I was like, that episode was so good. He's like, oh, thanks. But he, And I asked him, he's going to direct another episode this season. Yeah, he said that, which got me straight away because I was like, oh, man. Because I'm a big Green Arrow fan as well. And he wrote some of the like amazing like early 2000s Green Arrow oh, stuff. Oh, I didn't well. know that. Oh, God. He writes some serious stuff and some good Batman stuff. And yeah, I was all over that. And then... Yeah, well, that's just another conversation, isn't it? Jeez, we could We can have as many conversations as you want. I know I gave you time limits for that. It's really about your time. Whatever, I'm here. I'm here, Mark. (laughs) I'm here with you. I'll hold you. You talk about comics. Um, But yeah, it was... uh, Yeah, there's so... And Rebirth, too, for people that... So they had, yeah, the the 52 happened in 2011. Before that, they had infinite crisis and they've just had a lot of dc's had a lot of like reboots yeah they've, they've done a lot of that like trying to clean house and confuse people at the same time yeah and they kind of say um, everything you before just kidding yeah that didn't happen one of the things that really pissed me off about new 52 was like one of my favorite characters ever like he was my guy for for like 20 years was wally west as the flash so I was like, oh man, Wally West doesn't exist anymore. That's 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 shocking. And then they brought him back like three years later as an African American kid. So like fundamentally changed the character who was like the Flash for twenty odd years. And I was like, wow, oh, this sucks. Like this is terrible. Um and then they did this rebirth initiative in June this year where they've just brought him back the original one. And that was the big like, oh my god, this is amazing. I remember reading Rebirth One when they brought Wally back and 
revealed that the 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 flashpoint wasn't the problem and Barry Allen hadn't done anything, it was someone else doing it. Um and when just Wally when Wally West came back, I was like in tears, man, which is so OTT, but I was like, oh, fuck it, I don't care. Wally West back. Um so yeah, that's that's just where I'm at with Rebirth at the minute, just in love with uh, like the reinvention of it and everything that's going on with it at the minute. I think they're doing such a good job of it. Well, I think there's still going to be continuing. So it's Greg Rucka, who I love, and there's still going to be continuing. Um, there's still going to be continuing. Um, Wally West also as African American as well. I mean, I know that's what they're doing on the television show, but I think that's the, the, what's the cool thing about Rebirth is that because I'm obviously, as people know, I'm a very big Wonder Woman fan, and so when they did uh, the new Fifty Two, they completely changed Wonder Woman's mm-hmm. origin story. She now is the daughter of Zeus. When before she was born of clay, and they gave her a new outfit with a leather leather jacket and pants that sucked. And it just was like not anything like the character that we know. And they made her brooding and dark. I think what happened a lot with 52 is the Dark Knight was so huge. And it was so transformative for comics, especially in DC, that that's DC felt all of a sudden that that's how every character needed to have loss and brooding and be damaged in some way. Yeah, definitely. They completely screwed that up. Like they made everyone Batman. Yeah, which doesn't work. I mean, no, it's crazy. That's why Superman hasn't worked in any of these movies because Zack Schneider is an idiot and wants to make him like Batman. Um, well, they even screwed him up in the comics as well, didn't they? Like, you're yeah, right, they're yeah. doing the, the, they're keeping the African American Wally West, and they've brought the other one back, so they're, they're kind of honoring this legacy. Um, so you've got two Wally West now, but then, like, they've killed Superman. They got rid of the New Fifty Two Superman and brought the pre New Fifty Two version back, which is like a huge admission of look, we fucked this up. We really like got this wrong we really got that wrong and that's what i love about rebirth it's not a re it's, greg ruka even said it's not a reboot they're actually acknowledging all the fuck-ups before and 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 basically making sense of why there's all these different people and bear with us because we're going to try to streamline this into like something that makes a more sense and also i know greg ruka has said which i'm super stoked about that he really wants to bring hope and optimism back to DC Comics, which is really, I kind of think, what they were about. Oh, for sure, yeah. Especially when you think a lot of people like Wonder Woman and Superman and The Flash and even the Green uh, Green Lantern folks, you know, that like Greg Rucker gets it, you know, he's like nailed it. He, he, he and, in fact, everyone there, like the Jeff Johns, Greg, Greg Rucker, all the main writers now are actually really solid, um, where I thought they were trying a little bit too hard to, like, to force diversification in. Um, in terms of the writing stuff, they really screwed that up, I think. But yeah, it feels good. It feels like they're on, on the right tracks again, which is, that pleases me. <laughs> it's so, I have to say, I took a comic book writing class once at UCLA. They did an nice. extension course. And the instructor brought in his, he's like, oh, my friend's going to come in and talk to us. And he works in comics. And his friend was Greg Rucka. Holy shit. No yeah. way. And he brought him in. It was literally the episode or the Max Lord comic where Wonder Woman snapped his neck just had just nice. come out. And I was able to talk to Greg Rucka about writing that. And we had like, we totally, I totally monopolized the class. We just had a 15 minute conversation about why we both believe Wonder Woman's actually stronger than Superman and actually could beat him because she has magic basically. Oh was, yeah. She was, the, she, she took him down in the comic, didn't she? Before she broke his neck. Yeah. Because Superman, he can't, he can't do anything against magic. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. She was the one that stopped him when he was being controlled by Max Lord. Brilliant. Yeah. Damn. I want to go. I want to, I want to be in that class. 
It was so Nuncio de Filippis. He's such a great guy. He still writes comments. I actually want to have him on the show one day. Um, I, I am kind of being nerdy because I, I, and then I, I want to have him on the show. I'm about to have a. Uh, we're trying to work out schedules with the woman who's the new voice of Wonder Woman for the animated, the new uh, Justice League action that's coming out. She's going to be on the show. Nice. And then um, this guy named Tim Hanley who wrote a Wonder Woman uh, like history book I'm reading right now. And I'm trying to get, because I have a friend who knows him, he said he's interested, but the guy who is actually the screenwriter of the new Wonder Woman film might be on my show. Holy crap. You know everyone. Well, because I live in L.A. I live in L.A. and I give out hand jobs to anybody. Well, that makes sense. You don't get that much in Barnsley doing the same kind of thing. You get like free I did. chicken. <laughs> I did actually. I say that joke, but free chicken. That's amazing. Well, cock is cock. No, I did. Uh, <laughs> I did actually once. Thank, this is why I'm thank God my mother doesn't listen to this show. I did once totally give a hand job to a not so attractive guy just so I could read, go over to his house and watch the jo- and read the Joss Whedon script of Wonder Woman. Well, that's cool. If you still got that, just send him my way. I mean, I'll do anything for I, that shit. I know. I was he. He would only keep it on his computer. He wouldn't send it to me because he was too nervous. But it was good. It was good. It was good. It was very. Um, I mean, I won't go all into that and bore people. But it was good. It was funny. There was stuff. hey quid pro quo, you know, quid pro quo. Yeah, I think one funny thing I'll give you, and we can talk about more later. But like, I thought because it was Joss Whedon who wrote it, so like one thing that that was um, uh, quite funny to me was that. A Wonder Woman's Elizabeth, uh, invisible jet was actually controlled by her tiara. So that's how she controlled and drove it. So at one point, Wonder Woman got knocked out and Steve Trevor had to try to save her and fly her away. But to do that, he had to put on Wonder Woman's tiara to guide the plane. <laughs> it was pretty hilarious. It was that really It reminds great. me of an old Thursday in Barnsley when I was 17. Yeah, tiaras <laughs> and trying to drive. That was a bad night. <laughs> Okay. We need to get you to Barnsley, man. We need to get you to Barnsley. We're going to screw LA. This is where it's happening, dude. This is where it's happening. I, North of England. I want to just travel. I just want to. I've only been to the only place I've ever been um, international. Or, well, I've been to Mexico and Canada briefly, um, but I've been only been to London. I went when I was in high school for a week, and I absolutely, you know, when you go places and you felt like you have been there before, you could, like, I could go around a corner and say, this is going to be here, and it would be there. It was really weird deja vu. Um, yeah, I, I get that. You get that in, in, in places, don't you? It's like, and I, you know, when you travel a little bit more as well, like every city kind of becomes the same. Like I went to uh, New York earlier this year in February, and I've been a couple of times because I travel a bit. I'm like, ah, oh, it's just a city. Look at all the people and the noise. Ugh. You know, and then I realized that I've just been this old, miserable bastard because I got to 34. And I was just <laughs> thinking to myself, sort your, like, just sort your shit out because it's, you should be taking all of this in. Um, so yeah, I, I get that. Like you do feel like you've been to so many places and you just take everything for granted, which is really weird. Yeah, it's, it's very odd, but yes, I will, I will take you up on the invitation because I, I, that is on the plan next year to do more travel internationally. I hope, I hope, I hope. Oh, for sure. You're welcome all the time. I'll show you the sights and sounds of Northern England and really make you never, ever want to come back. Oh, I know. I bet it's no. Well. You just say the North in the Game of Thrones and a nerd in me gets excited because I feel like I'm going to go see the Starks. Oh, uh, yeah, and Sean Bean's like from around here as well. I think he is, yeah, yeah, yeah. And my family, Mar is Scottish, so um, and I, we even have a castle. I think like the M-A-W-R, Mar, that's where my name comes from. Oh, of course, actually. You, you, yeah, Chris Mar is uh, 
a very high quality podcaster. He's very Scottish. Um, yeah, so I get that. That is a very Scottish name, actually. I never put two and two together with that one. Yeah, and apparently, I'm because a lot of my family just happened to be musicians because my undergrad's in music. So uh, I am supposed to be distantly related to Johnny Marr. So, and oh, I'm thinking, nice. Yeah, so it's in the blood. It's in the blood. I just need to get over there. So, um, but anyway, um, okay. I we. It's a good thing it's like seven a.m. here. Or I just want to like grab a beer and just just fucking shoot this shit with you. But we have questions, so. Yeah, Let's we should do the questions because I'm the same. I could get uh, get some beer and whiskey. It's it's three twenty p.m. here, so that's kind of legit. You could oh, you're do fine. That. You're fine. You, I already did. You're my second today. I just did a podcast earlier with you know Sophie Kneebone from Omni. No, actually, but I feel um, like I need to. She again. I said, "Do you remember Mark?" She's like, "Oh, Mark, yes, yes, yes." She was from Australia. She talked. Oh, to- yes. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah. But she was on before no, me. She's cute. You. Oh, she is very cute. She's single because we talked about dating. I just did a podcast with her like two hours ago. I've been up since like four a.m. I'm doing. I'm just. It's International Day apparently at Dear Maddie Show. <laughs> I don't do that. I'm too lazy. I'm like, yeah, you'll be ten o'clock UK bitches or nothing. Yeah. It. <laughs> well, it worked. You're easier because it's closer. But, um, but yeah. Anyway. Um, all right. So let's go to the first. One. This is uh, all right. This is from Jacob, and it says, "Dear Maddie." I'm a bit socially awkward. I read this article about being an introvert, and it was myself to the T. I don't necessarily think I'm shy, yet crowded situations would not be my preference. Herein lies my dilemma. If I want to be a success in life, I need to network with people. I tried starting a web-based business and failed. I feel one reason was because I tried to do it all by myself. It was very stressful. I've signed up for some networking things in a couple of months as a way to give myself a goal. So now what tools can I develop to get out and meet people? This is from Jacob. And I also want to add that Jacob is 19 years old. Wow. Jacob's got it going on as well. Because at 19, I was like, what can I do to get more alcohol? So like, <laughs> I wish I was that conscientious at that age. That's amazing. I was like, I was just getting HPV when I was 19 from like dick. Like that was it. You know what I mean? The fact <laughs> this guy's already started a web-based business like and failed. That's amazing. Yeah, fair play. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. And to be honest as well, like I feel like he's probably onto something that we missed out on because generally I feel like business networking is pretty crap anyway. I think it's really crappy unless unless you you just drop on lucky or are just so unbelievably consistent with it for such a long time. Mm-hmm. You can do so much more now. Like you could do a podcast, you could do blogging, you could do video, you can like you can work to your to your introvert strengths as opposed to trying to be this extrovert person. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like that's that's probably like he's probably closer than he thinks. He, he, yeah, he, Jacob, you're probably like way closer than you think to this. So the thing that I'd just say is, just start creating good stuff online. That's not you know, don't try and sell stuff, but just create good stuff like Matt's doing here, like you know, like everyone else does in podcasting or Amy does over on YouTube. Just create really good stuff. Don't worry about going to the networking. The networking stuff, I feel, is like what the older guys tell you to do because that's what they had to do. Mm. Um, so unless you want to trade hyper-local, no, just just start creating stuff online, man. Start creating good quality content, and, and that will do all the networking you need. It's, it's, it's such a different world that we live in now, man. It is. I I think that's actually 100%. I never thought of it that way, but... I'm, Yes. Is it helpful that, yes, like going to podcast movement, was that helpful to find community? It was, but I'd already, like you said, I was already passionate about something and I was 
really curious about something and I, and I developed it, you know, I did, yeah, my, of course. I did my podcast for two years before I went to podcast moving, you know what I mean? So it, that was different because I wasn't, but I, and I think you do see people cause Jacob, you could, if you start networking with people, it's great. It's great to build relationships, especially at your age at 19, Jacob, I think you definitely could go to older people if you wanted to and say, I'm looking for mentors and if you find somebody that's a good mentor that would just take you out for coffee, maybe, and using that word mentor, I think, is a good word to activate people into a mindset of that you want to have a, a friendship or relationship with someone that where they're helping you either give advice or just kind of being a being an ear for you and vice versa. But at the same time, like you said, Mark, it's just if you have an idea, maybe you won't make money from it now, but just start fleshing out and exploring the idea and not being free to do that. And then the network will come because then you've built this really cool thing people are excited about. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. I, like, I totally agree with that. It's, it's almost like courting investors. Anytime you, you, you open a conversation with an investor, it's never give us your money. It's always, listen, I need a little bit of advice. Can you help with X, Y, and Z? I'm really struggling with this. Do you know anyone that you can connect me to that can help with, with this? Um, so it kind of puts them in this position of power where, um, you know, you, you, you sort of get the benefit of their ego, which sounds really bizarre, but you know, they want to be seen to be the person that can help. And people want to be helpful. Yes, they do. They really do do that. And, uh, I think, I think you, you're totally right. You know, this idea of just generating kind of mentors and friendships and, and actual real life relationships. Um, and then the other thing as well that I would say, Jacob, to be honest is just, just be very genuine. So you could even create a yes. series of content around like, I'm really struggling like hell here, like an introvert's guide to networking. Like this is me. I've got to go to these networking events. This is my Instagram story. Holy shit, I'm scared to death. This is how I deal with it, you know? So you can kind of get this real authentic version of yourself out there, which people people would be endeared to that. a fantastic idea. And if Jacob doesn't do that, I'm not an introvert, but you should do that. Because I know, I know about five people already I would send that to that deal with that as well, Jacob. Do it, Jacob. That's a, that, that, that's something that you can really take hold of and own as well. Like, you know, I don't know anyone else that's doing that kind of thing. Do it, and then I'll have you on the show, Jacob, and write us back and let us know. Um, all right. Okay. Well, this next one, they didn't leave a name or their age. They don't have to. They can be anonymous. Um, but I, I like this. Actually, I thought this was a good question. I related to it. It says, Dear Maddie, I'm interviewing for jobs, and I hate the question, what is your biggest weakness? I always say I'm a perfectionist because that's – um, let me read that again. I always say I'm a perfectionist because then it's not really a weakness, but I feel like everyone says that. Would What would you suggest I say? Everyone does say that because I say that because I don't know what to say. So I don't know if I can give advice on this question, Mark, because I do exactly what this person does. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm, I'm the same with that. Like I've been through that and I feel like there are a number of, <laughs> it depends on your attitude, I think. Like I think there are a number of layers to how you can answer this question. Um, you could go really like ass kissy on it, which is kind of what I'd have done maybe when I was 21, 22. I'd have tried to rethink it and tried to be what I thought was really clever. And I'd been like, mm -hmm. well, you know, my biggest weakness is that I get too involved in stuff and I, you know, I want to do things so well. Um, and it's not that I'm a perfectionist, but I just want to do as much as I can for people. You know, that's a real like ass kissy answer. Yes, um, which is what I've done. Yeah, completely. And that's that's the exact thing that I do as well. Um, but I feel like you could kind of front it a little bit. I, I feel that anytime you want to try and get a job that is a genuine, you know, it's a job. Um, it's not an audition. It's not something where you, 
you're going for a specific specific thing. If it's a job interview, I feel like the people that get the jobs are the ones that stand out, the ones that yeah. kind of challenge um, the, the status quo a little bit. And I'd maybe go it's something like, well, I don't really have any weaknesses. I didn't find any weaknesses at all whatsoever. In fact, I was the best at my job at the last place I was at, which is why I quit because it was boring. So I'm hoping that I find something that challenges me here. You know, that, that it's a oh little bit accuracy. That just gave me a mental boner, though, from the confidence, <laughs> though. No, I mean, yes, because it's in your your beautiful voice. But if somebody said that, I'd be like, wow. Well, it is really, it's, it's almost bordering arrogant. And I think the people that get the jobs, like, you know, those guys that you look over and like, motherfucker, how did you get that pay rise? <laughs> like, like they're they the ask guy. for it. Yeah, they're the guys that go, do you know what, John? Screw this. Why am I working for this? Give me more money. Otherwise, tomorrow I won't be. And they're like, oh, shit. It's serious. You know, so that I do feel like as long as you're not arrogant with it, you can front things like that a little bit and go in and say, well, look, I was the best at what I did. Um, make me better, you know? And, and I'd be delighted to see what came of it, to be honest. Yeah, I I love that too. I don't know who wrote this in, but so I can't say your name, but uh, for you personally, I love that. I love that. And even to like, maybe... You know, maybe right. If you want to know, if you, you know, it is good for you to acknowledge your weaknesses. So maybe personally, you know, sit down and write, oh, what are my weaknesses at my job? And then ask yourself, huh, do I really want to share any of these with some people? And maybe some of them you'd be like, yeah, actually, that's a weakness. And maybe you could talk about that's been a weakness for you and how you've been working to improve it. Um, and what you've been doing and like your kind of new, like, again, you talk about pivoting, you could use that word. Oh, my weakness has really been blah, blah, blah. And at my last job, I was really trying to do a better job of this. Like, even if you say my weakness was, is I would often, um, uh, you know, things like my email sounded when I would email communicate, it sounded short and people thought maybe I was upset. So I've been working on just being more genial in my, in my email, which is a legitimate concern. People <laughs> problems. Sometimes people do, you know, so that and people, they might relate to that. It's kind of going back to what you said, Mark with Jacob, like there is something about your genuineness. And if you are, if you know, if you feel like you are the best at what you wanted to do and that was truly who you are, then fucking own it. Yeah, definitely. I think that I think that the the approach of doing that and but being quite humble with it insofar as that look, I was the best at what I was doing, which is, you know, this is why I left doing that because look, I'm a fucking millennial. I want challenging. Challenge me. I'm not just here for a laugh because there's a million other things that I can do. So you know, challenge me. And I think if you do deliver it well, um, or you could just go the other way. When someone says, "What's your weakness?" Just go, "Well, what's yours?" You know, because they're they're all. Anyone that asks that generally is just trying to catch you out. And, you know, that's a bullshit question. Um, yeah, it is a bullshit. It, honestly, I think when people ask that question, it's because they don't know how now they don't know how to ask good questions of their employees. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're just terrible no. interviewers. And it's 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 a yeah, I, I'm terrible with interviews as well. So I can't really say anything. I'm like, do you want to talk about oh, comics you, for a oh, while? Oh, please, you are not. You're great. <laughs> no, no, no. Seriously. Anytime I interview for a position, I'm like, what's your favorite DC film? And they're like, Superman, <laughs> like now talking, bitches got a job. So, what really is your, so it's deep, like Superman as in Man of Steel or as in Richard Donner? Probably the Donner one, like the original, like original oh. version. Mainly because I used to stand in front of a record player that my grandmother had and listen to the soundtrack over and over from about the age three to about the age ten every week. Um, so, like, like, it's just infused in my blood now. Oh, I, I used to listen to it as well. Um, I think that's probably that's definitely my favorite. 
The Wonder Woman film looks very good. I'm super stoked about it. We'll see. DC has been... I've heard Suicide Squad's not great. Uh, I um, saw it last night. What'd you think? Give us the review. Here's the Suicide Squad review on the Dear Maddie Show from Mark Asquith. Bum, bum, bum. So it's kind of the characters, the characterizations of the characters are pretty good. Like Harley Quinn's very good. The Joker's very good. Even Deadshot's not bad. Um, but the the film itself, the writing and the plot and everything around it is completely terrible, um, which mm. is such a shame because they had such a good opportunity. But mm, I think... I feel like DC's kind of got a chance to build a universe around it, even even though it's been terrible. Um, like I, th- I feel like the characters are just about strong enough to do the job. Um, so yeah, don't don't spend any more money to go see it in IMAX. You know, wait until it comes out on the home video. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I probably won't do that. Well, I'll probably still go in the theater because I still have to go. Um, you know what I mean? You just you, yeah. I have to go. But um, it's like when Green Lantern came out, it got panned. I was like, I still have to go see this movie, which I didn't hate like everybody else did. Um, there were some things I liked about Green Lantern, but then, but some things I didn't love. So um, you probably had different opinions because I know you're, I like Green Lantern and I know a little bit about him, but I know you're a big fan of Green Lantern. Oh yeah, I love Green Lantern. Like the whole mythos around Green Lantern. The Ryan Reynolds film is like another story entirely. But no, I, I thought there were certain things that were pretty good about it. Um, that it was just, yeah, overall pretty terrible. <laughs> you did see Deadpool though too, right? Yeah, I saw Deadpool. I saw Deadpool. Do you know what? I thought I always thought that Ryan Reynolds would make a really good Flash. You know, I thought he had the kind. That's of what I said. Attitude. That's what I said. <laughs> so, yeah, well, sorry, I didn't mean to yell at you. No, we need you to. Do, do... We need to do a show. We need to. You like so myself, you and Tim Page from Lead Pages. Like we should do a comic book show because he's like he's just like us. We should definitely do that. I would, I'm so down. Where does he live? Um, America. Um, I have no oh. idea. <laughs> I was going to say, if you lived in England, that's more of an excuse to actually go. I would love to do that. Because I also think you and I, because you held, I'm 37. You said you're 34? Yeah. So I feel like when we were both getting into comics, I'm a little bit older, but when I really started getting into com- comics, that actually, when I think of Green Lantern, for me, it's Kyle Rayner, because that's who was Green Lantern at the oh, time. Oh, don't get me started on this shit, because this is another episode. <laughs> Kyle Rayner. All the way, Kyle Rayner. I, I mean, so like when Hal Jordan, I was kind of like, who is this person? Because I didn't see that at all. Or actually, I think of Kyle Rayner, or actually, or I also love because I watched the cartoons that were so popular, I love Jon Stewart. I love the way Green Lantern's portrayed in those a- in the animated Justice League series. Yeah, it is It is Love pretty it. good. I always thought Jon Stewart was a little bit of a bitch, like he was a bit of a crybaby. And then, uh, the, yeah, the, but the Kyle Rayner stuff was was like my stuff, you know, when Al Jordan was, went yeah. crazy. And, well, uh, and Wally West was a Flash then. So for me, exactly. the Flash, when they did Flash the show, I was excited, but I was like, who's Barry Allen? I don't really know who this guy is. I Well, no, I remember, I actually was a fan of, I was a fan of the Flash because I'm maybe I'm a little older than you. I really got into the first Flash. Like, oh, with Mark Hamill as a trickster and John Wesley Shipp. Yes, in the nineties, I was obsessed with that. Brilliant. They they filmed that. I rarely got into comic books. Hit me. I was always into Wonder Woman. I was pretty much just into Wonder Woman, and I loved Richard Donner's Superman. But then Michael Keaton's uh, ba- Batman came out, 
And I remember like going to the theater. I think I was, it was in 1989. So I think I was, I was 10 years old or nine years old. I remember making my parents, even though I was from the small town of Ardmore, fucking Oklahoma, I made them take me to the theater like three hours early, even though nobody <laughs> showed up until like 20 minutes before, because I had to be first in line and I had to sit on the front in the center. Like I was so ready for this movie and I collected the trading cards from it. I mean, it was huge for me um but so then because to go off of that success they developed the flash show um i own it now actually on dvd so um and it's it's awesome of its time it's pretty cool isn't it it was really really well done and they they really with mark hamill and obviously barry allen's father is played by uh i forget the actor's name who but who was the original flash and they did and the woman who was the scientist played his love interest on the show it was definitely the um, and it, it was just, they, it's so, I, with DC and even with Supergirl, I watched Supergirl and I really, uh, I'm excited for Supergirl to go to the CW because I have a friend who's kind of has an in and said with Supergirl, CBS took out a lot of alien stuff cause they wanted her to be related, relatable. So coming in CW, there's going to be a lot more like what we expect with Superman, a lot more alien stuff with Supergirl. Um, but I really love, like, that's what Superman almost is, is Supergirl's getting it right, where in the films, they haven't got Superman at all right. No, it's difficult. I, th- I feel like they've got the world of Superman wrong on the film. I think, like, Henry Cavill is, I actually think he's a pretty good Superman. Um, Agreed. The, like, and it, it, the way that they kind of wrote him was all right in Man of Steel. I was like, he's just coming into his own. Like, he doesn't know how to do this shit. And there was a lot around like, oh, you shouldn't have killed Zod. I was like, well, yeah, but look, there's precedent in the comics. This has been done. He's done this multiple times. How does he understand that he's got these ethics of not killing unless he understands what it feels like to kill someone? Like, So I kind of got on board with that, but then I, I agree totally that they've got like the tone. I don't know why it's wrong, but it's just wrong. It's, uh, it's, it's, just, it's just not quite right, is it? No, it's not. I was watching there. You can go on YouTube. I'll find it for you where there's... um a side-by-side comparison of they recolorized Man of Steel. In, oh, I've in, seen this. And it really just, even the taking it out of that Zack Snyder sepia makes it feel more like a Superman film, even that. Yeah. Um, which people responded a lot to Wonder Woman in a good way. People are excited that her costume actually looks colorful. So I think DC is listening because the reviews have been so bad, and it, which is hopeful for me. I think... I think the biggest problem with Superman, I agree with you. I think Cavill is actually a pretty fantastic Superman. He's a great actor. He looks it. For me, it's it's just really been the supporting characters. I mean, in this last film, they killed off um, Jimmy Olsen literally in the first three fucking minutes of the film. <laughs> and also, too, she's a great actress, but I think they one million percent got Lois, Rain, Lois Lane wrong. They made her this really inhibited... Like, because that really is, I think, what makes Superman works is you have Superman and Lois Lane. That's why the Donner films, like even Richard Donner said, he said, I can't, if you tell a story about an alien from another planet with superpowers, no one's going to relate to that. But if you tell a love story and why people do things to, for the love of another person, then that makes sense. Oh, God, yeah. And like the the best ones um, in the Superman comics are the ones, in my mind, like this kind of more modern age. So not the New 52 stuff, but the stuff where he and Lois are married and the like. she's covering his back. Like, where's, you know, Perry White's like, where's Clark? He's not been here for three weeks. And he's on like, he's off on the moon somewhere doing some shit. And she's like, oh, he's, 
is just his mum's van's broken down, so he's gone to fix that. You know, so she's kind of covering for him and dealing with all this day-to-day menial stuff that this kind of all-powerful godlike alien just cannot get close to. Um, exactly. He's so, so good. I think, um, personally as well, like if you, if, you, if you think about how they've done it, they've got like Margot Kidder, you've got Erica Durant in Smallville, who was fantastic, but then Terry Hatcher was just like the epitome of Lois Lane. So like, how do you follow that on screen? It's she so was like, she was, because really when I saw that, I was like, because Margot Kidder is pretty fantastic in the films. Yeah, she and um, even if you watch some of the screen tests, she was just on it. But really, I do. I give props to Terry Hatcher. She really, I don't, I really, I, she was fantastic. They really, um, I think, again, that was a, I didn't like Brandon Ruth as much in the Brian Singer one. But again, what I feel like they messed up with that is that they really, Lois Lane, they made her just, again, this really serious, um, and, you know, because super, Batman, obviously, when people think of Batman, they've always thought of kind of like a darker comic. But when you think of Superman, you remember, like, this, the funniness kind of of Lois Lane getting into these weird situations and they've taken that out so yeah i agree i agree anyway. definitely. like the, the exasperation on on you know when you see read some of the comics like the exasperation on superman where he's like oh my god really like you've done this again you've done this again really now i have to come and yeah. just why, how are you falling off another building you yeah know? they're like they relate to that so but yeah it's um obviously this is a passionate thing for both of us um <laughs> <laughs> I could talk comics seriously, like forever. <laughs> oh, Mark, I have a Wonder Woman kitchen. It's a thing. So, um, yeah, it's um, I'm a professional homosexual. Um, <laughs> is that is that like a promosexual? I want that to be a thing. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Oh, sorry, I didn't turn my phone off, and my <laughs> my brother's calling me. So now you hear the Legend of Zelda phone ring really? going off in the background. Sorry. I've got I the, uh, do you know the, the irony of that is that if my phone was to go off now, you'd hear Super Mario. <laughs> oh, my God. Mar- I'm coming to England. We are like, we're bromancing this shit. Come to England. There's Mark and Matt, of- that's a podcast right there. Plenty of room in England. <laughs> um, all right. We're gonna, we'll do one more question and then Chatty Matty. Um, this is actually, uh, um, I think... I, this is a simple question anyway, but it's a long answer. It's a funny question. Okay, this is from Stephen, age 25. He says, Dear Maddie, I have a problem that most people are okay with talking about, but because of my religion, this seems awkward to me. I'm 25 and just out of my undergrad, I started late because of my mission trip. I moved to Baltimore the, to the Baltimore area about five months ago to start a new job. I couldn't afford to live alone. Instead of going through the ward, which if people don't know, that's like the Mormon kind of like you've uh, like where they meet people. Uh, instead of going through the ward, I wanted a different perspective in life. I went to BYU, hence I've had a lot of time with Mormons. Again, well, I found a roommate who is from Serbia. He's really great. Uh, we get great, I think say, get along great. He's a really nice guy. The problem is last month he started dating a nice girl. However, all walls, our walls are, shall I say, very thin. Needless to say, almost every night I can hear them being intimate. It's not something I'm super comfortable hearing, but I'm also worried about how I approach this. That's great that they found one another, but I prefer not to hear it. I even try earplugs, but they are very vocal. <laughs> I hope you can help, and I figured this question would give you a good laugh for your show. Thanks, Stephen, age 25. <laughs> oh, Stephen. Stephen, Stephen, Stephen. Oh, Stephen. Have, do you have the roommate situation where... Um, did I have room? I never heard my roommates 
and out of college. In college, I heard my friends having, I would be in the dorm room when the, my roommate, who was this really handsome African-American guy, who also had three children from two different women already, but he had a woman in his, I heard him have sex so much. It was a lot. <laughs> He's a machine. Maybe he was a machine. Children. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't know. Did you ever have like roommates where you heard stuff going down? No. So I was I was kind of sheltered as a as a kid. I never like never did the whole college university thing. Um, I just never did that. I don't know why. I was always just straight into Europe. I'm gonna get a job and earn some money and buy some shit. Good but for you. Um, I've, well, yeah, you say that, but I don't know. I missed out on all the sex through the walls, haven't I? You did so, miss out. You missed out on a lot of good social stuff in college. Yeah, I feel like that's a big miss, but um, I kind of made up for it. There was, yeah, I used to live in a shared house, and there was a lot of that, which you couldn't really avoid. Um, which was like even when I was working, like in my early twenties. Um, so, yeah, I think we've all been there, haven't we? And also the lads' holidays when you go into Europe to Greece or whatever on the lads' holidays, like there's socks on the doors, which is a signal for don't come in because I'm screwing. And yeah, you know, there's a lot of lot of. Well, I think we've all been through that. So. The first thing that I would say to that one is get a good recorder. We all want to hear it. Get that on the podcast. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, yeah, how the hell do you deal with that? Do you just bang on the wall? Do you try and keep up? Do you go for competition? Well, I think normally, I feel like Stephen probably because of, it just I know several Mormons actually, quite a few. I can see how that feels more, you're more sheltered and just... Maybe mm-hmm. you don't talk about sex as much or you don't want to embarrass. But I really feel like, I mean, if, if it was me, like if we were roommates and I heard you, like, I'd be like, hey, Mark, I'm super jazzed that you are like getting it on. Just so you know, I'm hearing it like all every night. If you could just like bring it down a little bit, that would be awesome. I think that's really all you have to say. And it really is like the only option as well, isn't it? It's not, you, you can't. There's no way to sugarcoat it. Like it, it's just this is happening. It's black and white. It's a little bit loud. Can you sort it out? You can't. It's not like you can disguise it in any way. It's not like you can, you know, metaphorically try and explain it. It really just is as simple as you've said, isn't it? It really is just a over breakfast. So, how's that going? Well, yeah. I know it's going all right because I can hear it. Because so I can hear chance. it. Yeah. Yeah, I heard you had a good. Yeah, you can even make a joke and say, "So I heard it sounded like last night was a good night." You know, and maybe they could laugh about it. I think, I know your friends from Serbia, so I don't know if you're worried about like cultural, but this is, I think, a universal cultural thing. No matter where <laughs> you're from, everybody's had some type of experience of this. Yeah, it's it, you, yeah, it is just go straight at it, job. It, it really is, and yeah. th- like the longer it goes on, as well. Like I feel like the your roommate's probably not gonna. He's not going to come around to it. He probably knows that you can hear everything because let's be honest, you know, we all know how thin the walls are. Um, So he's he's probably not shy to that fact. So the longer it goes on, the more of a barrier it's going to become for you more than anything. So it's just a, you know, do it even if you, even if you need to do it, you know, just get it done. Steven. Yeah, totally. I just thought of this. I remember my boyfriend and I celebrated my birthday. We went out for dinner and then when we came home, we celebrated my birthday and, um, I got an email the next morning from my neighbor that I share a wall with. Because normally, like, we move the bed out, so it's not hitting the wall. But we were, like, in the moment. We'd been drinking, and we were like, let's do this. You know, let's go to Pound Town. <laughs> and so, <laughs> that's a real place, actually, Pound Town. I don't know. I think I've been through it in my youth. <laughs> I think you have, probably. Um, but she, I, she wrote this email just being like, I'm ter- terribly embarrassed writing this, but... 
But I didn't take it that way. I think, you know, Stephen, if your roommate's super embarrassed about it, that's their deal. Mm -hmm. I think if they're cool about it, they're going to get, hey, this is just a normal fact of life. So, yeah, like you said, Mark, just go. Just you can't put the tip in on this one, Stephen. You got to go all in. I can't believe you got an email. That's genius. You can just imagine the decision to, like, imagine the thought process of your neighbor. Okay, should I go around? What should I do? Send a Oh, letter? and she even said, like, she got descriptive. She said, but she's like, I just have to say, at, like, at 1230, when I hear uh, banging up against my wall, it startles me, and, I, I, and it scares me. And then at 1232, when it stops, <laughs> all's better. This is true. Let's be honest. If it was, if it, yeah, if it was me on there, it's twelve thirty-one. Uh, <laughs> Happy birthday! Happy, yeah, I can't even get the song out. We're done. Um, that's amazing. Oh, all right. Well, okay. Well, let's go on to chatting medic questions. Let's wrap this shiznit up. Um, but good luck to you, Stephen. Let us know. Um, so, chatting medic question number one: What is your most memorable childhood smell? All right. So this is a weird one, and it's. I didn't realize this was the most memorable one, but it's actually my old high school. They knocked it down a while ago. Oh. Went, oh it's so weird. And not from a perspective of, like, it's my favorite. It just genuinely is the most memorable. So I walked into this high school that was being demolished. And instantly, like, I'm the little scrawny kid getting bullied. And, like, I'm like, holy shit, this is weird. This is, like, instantly back to being how I felt then. So that's that's certainly the most memorable, without without a doubt. Wow, that's interesting. That's I, you know, that, now that you said that, probably if I walked into like my high school library, that smell, I probably, I can, I can imagine it now. Oh, it's crazy. Like smell and like smell and music are so emotive, aren't they? And so powerful. They can take you and transport you to wherever um, you didn't think you were able to go back to. I think it's, I think it's really insightful and really crazy how that can happen. Mm, it is, it is, it is. All right. Well, Chatty Maddie number two, what would be the name of your memoir? You fucked it up once, don't do it again. And it would be authored by my mum. <laughs> <laughs> you had a very truth-talking mother? I uh, still do, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, still do. <laughs> do you have a lot of siblings? Yeah, I've got four brothers and one sister, actually. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, so my, my parents' neighbours had the same problem as Stephen, 25. Um, <laughs> Yeah, really big style. So my mum and dad split up when I was young, actually. So I've got two brothers um, who live with my dad, two brothers and a sister that live with my mum. So like Christmas is a shit because now they're having kids and it costs a fortune and you're driving around everywhere. I'm like, slow down, everyone, please. Just let's just let's just stop. And you because you don't have children, correct? No, 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 not yet. That, well, that you know of. Not mm, what year are we in? No, we're good. <laughs> we're good. We're good. Now, are you you're not married or you have a girlfriend? Yeah, married. Oh, you're married. How long have you been married? Uh, coming up for three years, actually. Oh, congratulations. Good well, for you all. Well, because see, you're still a couple now, but once you start having babies, you can get to that period. I don't know when, but I feel like there's are couples that they get to like that period of, oh, we can't travel as much because it's just too much with the kids. I don't yeah. know if you're there. When, I don't know when you get there, but I feel like you can get there. I feel it's like it's like 15 minutes after you have kids because anytime you say, do you want to even just why don't we go to someone else's house for this kind of Christmas? They're like, oh, I don't know, they're the kids. And you're like, really? They live 300 yards away. Let's just try this. <laughs> so I feel like it's very soon after you've had kids that, that happens. That's, that, yeah, that probably is. I'm not there yet either, so we'll see how I do it. <laughs> All right, uh, Chatty Matty number three. What's the best piece of advice you wished you had taken earlier? 
like this is so cliched and it is it really genuinely like I kind of hate myself a little bit and I'm dying a bit inside saying it, but it genuinely is be yourself. The the reason that I say that is for such a long time I just tried to be the person that everyone thought that you should be. Um, you know, you you the sort of quote unquote professional guy in business and then, you know, you, you sort of you you actually you swear a bit less and you don't tell the jokes you want to tell and since I just sort of thought, sort of thought to myself, screw that, I'm just going to be myself. Like the, the best things have happened. So just genuinely forget everyone else. Just do what you want to do. Be yourself. I, you know, it's not cliche because I used to think I love that. And I, I think that's probably maybe probably mine as well. The best piece of advice I wish I would have taken earlier. Um, but also too, I've learned, you know, in work, being a therapist and like working with a lot of like gay, lesbian and gay, bisexual and trans youth. And talking about coming out, like I remember getting a little bit tired of a coming out story just because I think uh, I've, I came out when I was 19. I get it. We don't need to tell those stories as much anymore. But I realized, especially with doing the camp that, that uh, I've done with Brave Trails, uh, which is a leadership camp for queer youth, that those stories still need to be told because there's always people coming out. And so what I say to you, Mark, too, is like I know you feel like it's cliche, but there's... I really bet that there's hopefully with this show is, you know, there is someone that needed to hear you say, be yourself this time in their life because they haven't heard. It didn't register the other times they had heard it. So that, yeah, I get that. Actually, that, that that's a really good point. Like it's, it's a similar kind of scenario to when you go to the conferences, like the first day of most conferences are the same stuff, but it's it, someone is hearing that for the first time. So yeah, I, I get that totally. So yeah, be yourself. Definitely. Yeah. Love it, love it, love it. Well, okay, Chatty Manny number four. What day would be your Groundhog Day, or what day would you live over and over again because it was so awesome? Uh, there's lots of them. You know, you go like the, down the obvious routes of, um, like the very obvious routes of, of like the marriage. Marriage, and, and obviously, the, yeah. You know, all the like, all the nephews being born and all that stuff. But I'll be completely honest with you. I would nearly pissed in the cinema the first time I saw Man of Steel because it, it was like that good. So I'd probably just do that. Um, it was, I'd go back and just experience all the cool stuff like seeing Superman fly on screen for the first time and hearing the music for the first time. You know, the stuff that make, gives you the goose goosebumps on the skin. Like, yeah. I'd, I'd put all of those together and just experience those things for the first time again, which is a really weird answer. Um, but I just feel like. As you get older, you have less of those first experiences. Yeah, yeah. I one I I love that. I think you know the the for the Richard Donner Superman the the tagline uh, was you know on the posters you probably I don't know if you remember but it says uh, I th- I'm paraphrasing because I'm messing up maybe you know the correct but it you know it says Superman and show the person and it said um, basically said you will believe he can fly. Yeah, exactly. They, you've never seen anybody fly really on screen. So I remember too as a little kid, like when that he's in his uh, in the Fortress of Solitude and he just flies toward the. I remember being like mouth dropped and believing that there was a whole. It literally is like <laughs> this is. There's going to be some feminists that are going to be pissed off, but it, it was like with the way probably a lot of American women feel about uh, Hillary Clinton being elected to be a representative. People were like, oh, a glass ceiling is broken, or the way black people felt about Obama being... That's the way I felt when I saw Superman fly. It was like a glass ceiling. I thought that was the highest we could reach was broken, because I really believed then I could fly. 
Yeah, definitely. I, I, and that's that's the kind of where I was going with that. I, I yeah, totally agree. Like this idea that ooh, look at this. There's wonder. So, you know, if you if you're gonna, I think if you're gonna go down the straight laced angles, yeah, there's the, you know there's a the wedding day and there's the, the the whole family days and you know last days with people that you wish you could spend a bit more time. But you know, they're all very obvious answers. But I feel like life's about the excitement. And once you like the first time you you really love something then you understand that you get it like that's a really good quality time so i think if you can go back and do as many of those sort of things then that's that's a life well spent you know that is a life well spent well last question chatty maddie uh number five when are you most inspired um that's a really good question um and i think i go through cycles with this one like depends on 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 how i want to be inspired but generally it's doing this kind of thing with guys like yourself because like everyone's doing what they want to do these days like the people that i'm i'm around now so guys like you and um you know all the people at podcast movement when mm-hmm. i go to those places like people are just doing what they want to do and you come back and you just think to yourself this is Okay, I'm just I'm just gonna do it. I can do what I want. Like, look at these people; they're doing it, and I think that that's probably the time that I'm the most inspired when I when I'm around the people that are, you know, lovingly labeled your people. You know, so mm-hmm. when you you're around the the right type of people. Oh yeah. Um, and I think that happens in all sorts of places, all sorts of times. I think it happens for a lot of different reasons, but definitely when you're around your people, that's that's when I'm as inspired as I can be. I think. I love. I love that. I love that. No one wants to be alone. Well, Sugar, that is it. You did it. I popped your cherry. You popped mine. We're done. Boom. Boom. So now, please tell everybody, um, and I'll put this in the show notes, please tell everybody where they can find all things excellence expected, all things Mark Asquith, all things you. For sure. Yeah. Thank you so much. Dude, this has been a, a such a good time. I love doing this. Like, we should do oh, this every I, day. Oh, I like... I could talk. I feel like I could just because it's morning here. I'm like, oh, could I just make coffee? And every morning I just check in with Mark and we just chat for about ten <laughs> minutes. And but your wife might get jealous, and my, my boyfriend might too. <laughs> oh, that's all right. That's all right. We'll just we'll, we'll placate them with food or whatever. Oh, we could send your boyfriend around to the neighbors next door, and uh, they could draft some emails and do the stuff. Do the stuff. Do the stuff. <laughs> my wife could walk the dog because then it saved me walking the dog. And uh, I feel like we I think feel like we do all right together, mate. To I, be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like, yeah, I think we'd be fine. We'd be fine. We'd be fine. We'd make it work. Um, so yeah, you can get me at excellence-expected.com. That's literally where I put everything, you know, all of my stuff, everything's on there. So just do a Google search for Excellence Expected and uh, you'll, you'll find me. And follow you on Facebook because I love your Facebook live videos. You do a really good job with that. For people that are interested in Facebook, whatever your business is, I would say this from podcasting, but I downloaded, I recently just downloaded your um, the booklet. Oh, cool. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's super helpful, actually. I haven't gotten through all of it yet, but I, you're really good at... I feel like another thing that I like about your show, I like about you, is a lot of people say they give you kind of grandiose, abstract advice of follow your dream, leap in the net will appear, all this kind of stuff. This is how you... you know, This is what you should do, but this is not how you should do it, or these aren't steps you can take to try to get... Because I'm to try to get there because leap in the net will appear. That is fucking freaky for some people. They need a game plan and you're amazing at that. You're amazing at that. And if anybody who's interested in Facebook live videos and how to do that, whether whatever business you can or you have, or even if you just want to have a lot of people watch you on Facebook live, I really seriously like 
go to go to excellence expected. Well, thank you, you sweet talker. I do uh, I do like doing that sort of stuff. Actually, I'm a little bit weird with that. Like, so when I was a kid, I used to hate being on stage, and I was like never in the nativity plays and. Like growing up, I was always the guy nervous being on stage in bands and stuff like that. And then you put <laughs> you put a smartphone in front of me on Facebook. I'm like, boom, here we go. Boom. This is the thing. That's, that's where you find it. So weird. Wow. So weird. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. Um, I don't think this will be the last time that I have you on the show. And um, I, maybe the next time, like I said, maybe the next time it'll be, we'll be on the road drinking in a pub. A little. Well, that sounds show. good. Doesn't well, that, it? We could do like a drunken tour. I feel like that would work oh. I would fucking love that. I would love that. Um, uh, well, for the rest of you, thank you for listening as always. Go to DearMattyShow.com to ask your questions. The Matt Marr, all the social media. YouTube channels, talk to Matt Marr. You can watch Dear Matty videos there where I answer your questions on the videos. And yeah, sugars, you know the deal. Do something for someone this week and we'll talk to you next oh, week. Yeah, oh, and leave a review on iTunes. Hey, go listen, subscribe to Mark's show because... A, you should, and B, if you like it, go on iTunes, go on Stitcher, however you listen to podcasts, leave a review because that is, I mean, that Mark, that is so helpful for us because, right, it just gets us out there for people even more. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's the biggest compliment, you know, it's the biggest, biggest help. If, if, if someone just says, listen to this, it's very good, you know, that you can't really ask for any more than that. You can't ask for any more than that. So do that. I don't even care if you do it for me this week. Do it for Mark. He fucking deserves it. He's got an ass that won't quit. All right, everybody, (laughs) on that. We'll see you next week. All right, bye. Sugars, you know the drill. It is the end of the show. So whether if you're done with your commute or you're done folding laundry or whatever you're doing, I hope you feel a little bit better. So as always, I appreciate you so, 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 so much for spending your time with me. I just means the world i hope it's we're having some beautiful fall weather here in los angeles like i mean bless my boyfriend's heart i've got so much fucking pumpkin leaf fragrance shit it's like it's like a fall festival just queefed in my living room it smells lovely i'm really excited about it so i hope you're starting to enjoy the change of season wherever you are and just you know fall's a good time i think to I don't know, maybe it's the Thanksgiving thing. We get very grateful. But I think it's also, you know, I love it when a new season starts. Because then I remember a lot of times where I was that time last season. And usually, hopefully, I feel like I'm in a better place or that I've had some growth. So I hope that you're having that type of gratitude as well. And if you're not, then do some stuff in your life, honestly, to, to make that happen. So I hope that for you. But so, yeah, you know, do something for someone this week. Leave a review on the... Sugars, y'all been leaving review on iTunes, and I appreciate it. It is worth like 47. I had like 40 a month ago. So leave some reviews. Share this with your friends. Let them know. You can watch the Dear Maddie videos on YouTube. You want to subscribe to that channel. Those come out every Thursday. My friend Jake and I are still doing the bit chat. We're doing Finding Prince Charming, which is a terrible show on Logo. But it's so bad, it's... It's not even good. It's still bad. But I think Jake and I's recap of the show is good because we get a little drunk and then we talk about a bunch of queens trying to vie for a date with Prince Charming. who used to be a porn star or whatever. I don't know. It's... Gay men are disgusting. We're just... We are so gross sometimes. Anyway. Well, okay. I love you all and I will see you next week. Bye. Bye.